Hey everybody, so this episode was a bit of a wacky one. Uh, we recorded it after recording a special appearance on my other podcast, 30-year-old 30 30 year teenage podcast, and uh, we had already been drinking quite a bit, especially me, and during this one I got just really out of it, because um, we, we started at 3 a.m., <laughs> And we were still drinking after many hours. So um, we had to kind of stop recording and just pick up it later. Uh, so yeah, so this episode's a bit wacky. We I don't even do like the intro really in it. Um, but yeah, so there are two hard cuts in this episode. I tried to kind of make them sound not so obvious, but you, you can tell. And there's a difference of my, um, my, uh, myself, I guess. I don't know. All right. Uh, so let's start this. Welcome to the Nimrod Horror Podcast, where we sit, sip, and talk horror shit. I'm Joey, and we are going to continue, we are now going to start where the best starting point was from doing this, because yeah, this isn't. At the beginning, because we re-say a bunch of that in our second recording, so enjoy as much as you can. But like, if you're not paying attention to the film, like, I feel like you should watch this movie. Like, if it's a like a 1950s sci-fi movie, yeah, and that that's like that's my thing that I love of this movie. That yeah, it reminds me of that time period. So, like, when I first watched this movie, like, that's how I felt like I watched it. And yeah. when watching it now, like, like, I'm not gonna lie, like, I do watch these films now and, like, I pay too much attention. I yeah. pay, like, <clears throat> like, yeah. like, where I shouldn't be paying attention. You know? So I watched it this time and I felt like I did that, but I went back to that same feeling I did the first time. Yeah. So I felt like it just like negated it. Like I don't feel like people should watch this movie with like being too serious. Oh, no. Yeah, no. But at the same time, it's a very serious film. Well, but hold on. Then again, it, it's it's like a a contradiction of itself. <laughs> with, I would with, say, with the effects. I would say most like movies like this is like it's a silly, serious film. So if you're going to do the effects, this movie realize what it is. You know. Huh. All right, so so let's talk about going to humanity. All right, so this movie literally begins with like an entire town is like on a drought. Yeah, salmons are out of place. Like they can't even like pick a fish. Um, there's a side story in this movie between you know. Certain guy and uh, Johnny, 
who is Indian descent, and he believes in, you know, like preserving the land and everything. But um, we got some fishermen that go out to sea. I'm not gonna go into details, by the way, with all that stuff. So we 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 go down to sea, and I love it because <laughs> it, it, it it sounds fucked up to say, but a, a kid dies <laughs> in the beginning of the film. I actually love that scene a lot. Like he's reading a comic book. His dad's like, "Hey, yeah, I I love that scene a like, lot." Put your put yourself in place. Like we we asked you, like what you couldn't even fucking like, you know, put a uh, gas in the fucking mortar and everything. And then when his son finally go, like goes over and everything, and sees the blood come up. By the way, the 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 son kill is like kind of like a jaws kill, like off screen with the blood coming off the water. That's how it starts off. What's so? But I do see some emotion, like, with the father, like, finally trying to, but oh yeah, he was heartless, and then he becomes, like, ugh. at some points, I understand that, too. All right. So, we start uh, realizing, you know, like, we get to a scene where, like, a father, not a father, but, like, uh, a fisherman hanging out with his friend, his cop. But here's the thing, man. Yeah. If you hear a dog barking, you're going to be like... <clears throat> oh, yeah. Like, yeah. How he opened that door, by the way, he, he had one of those doors that he didn't even go like this or anything like that. You know what I mean? He just went... Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. he let his dog out like... Who the fuck has that kind of yeah, door for I real? Open up the door for. But yeah, like even dude, the next death is a fucking dog. Yeah, and it's literally for me, like honestly, for like horror fans. Now, if you have watched eighty movies and been passionate about eighty movies, they should not be like. Anything as a like a what the fuck moment, but for anybody else born after that or have not watched those, I'm sorry by the way, you have been missing out. Oh, yeah, but all dogs literally have been killed off screen for the most part, yes or no? Most part, yeah, most part. Joey, bring us up a little, man. I said, oh, most part. I'm like, you looking like this and shit. Like, you trying most to take a picture for... Uh, uh, <laughs> uh so... <clears throat> As we're talking about... A great movie. One Strangely... Yeah. Oh, oh I, I got this, I got this, I got this, I got right. this, I got this. So, anyway, let's get back to this. All right. So, 
After that, we we see a dog get killed, and then we see the rest of the dogs get killed on the port. So everybody's blaming Johnny because he's the Indian. So um, there is a uh, fight in the hall afterwards because the yeah. town people actually kill his dog. Well, uh, which is the most fucked up thing. Hold on, Joey. I'm speed running. I'm speed running, fool. I'm getting to your part. Hold on. <laughs> and that was the dumbest fight ever, by the way. What do you think about that that bar fight? Dude, like I said, it was fucking... Almost dropped the R. But it, it was stupid. It was it was stupid. Um, I even put it up here, <laughs> like fight at the hall. Stupid. <laughs> it's stupid. <laughs> so, oh, honestly, the funniest knockout of that fight, though. <laughs> okay. You remember that one? The, the guy was making out with the girl inside the truck. Yeah. And then he fucking oh, pops oh. up in the thing. Looks like a fucking... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it fucking just gets... <laughs> right in the face. I mean, this this movie has, like, so many, like, little things like that, too. In general. I feel. It should. That's the thing. It should. It's a a Corman film. (laughs) Come on. But I feel like this is one of the Corman, like, 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 I feel like I said like a lot, but it is one of his most serious films. Uh, I guess we could see that kind of, I guess. The story, this seems kind of like all over the place, but like. The way he actually did the film was actually serious. Like, okay, so I, I there's something about Corman movies that I know Corman's been around since like the fifties, and me and Leo are big into you know old movies and and all this. Mm-hmm. Um, and we know who like Roger Corman is. Uh, do you feel that the characters were a stereotypical of a Roger Corman movie or what? Yeah. Hmm. It is. I think that's why the movie flowed too, by the way. Just a quick break. Break from the show here. This uh remind you guys to check out the band Wolf Skull. That is W-U-L-F-S-K-O-L. We had the uh, drummer on a recent episode, Heck Terror. So check out that episode and 
and look up Wolf Skull on Instagram at Wolf Skull 666. Check him out on YouTube. Yeah, so I guess we'll go to the the oh, so I guess I should say this. <clears throat> so, listeners, um, there is a break in the audio here because um, somebody couldn't hang. Yeah, I basically was passing out at the. And this recording, so we are finishing up right now. May like what's this like three days later? So <laughs> well, I'm still drinking. Same here. I got a Boston Lager. Pro break is the Bruins are playing, so. Hmm. Not how I want them to play, but they're playing nonetheless. I still think they're going to, like, win this game. It's just 2-1. A lot can happen. It's true. Uh, so, yeah, I guess we'll go to the... Today's score? Oh. As soon oh, as nice. I open the beer. As soon as I open the beer. That, <laughs> deserves, that deserves a swig. It does. <laughs> All right, y'all. It is now two-two in that game that happened on Monday night, uh, June Seven. what seventh, right? Yes, all. Okay. Uh, but yeah. So I guess me and Leo. I guess let's go to the the salmon festival in the movie. That's where like all like the major. Uh, violence happens in this movie. Most of the gore. Uh, half Wait, of this. No, no, no. I would say so. so no, most we're not even there yet. Oh, I, th- no. I, I thought you meant like no, no, no. That's not when it happens. It's like you know, this is yeah. No, we're not even there yet. Okay. We we haven't even talked about what's his name, Woody. You know, little head. <laughs> Everyone wants a little more head. Uh, well, I don't know. Okay, first of all, we have stopped. Well, I can't remember how much we talked about the uh, the first murder that happened, like on the beach. But just for a refresher, yeah. I mean, I thought it looked kind of silly getting dragged underwater the way the guy did. But when he, like, emerges with his face, like, half, like, ripped off, I was all like, yes, this is the stuff that horror dreams are made of. It's been a while since I've seen, like, those kind of graphics. Like, you know what I mean, right? Like, yeah, sometimes, like, little legit stuff like that just can go a long way in the film. Oh, yeah. And, like, that's what, um, one of the things, like, a bunch of the... The kills in this movie were done after the initial filming because Corman felt that it needed more uh, violence and like gore in it. Uh, so some of the stuff happened was filmed afterwards, or they like reshot some things. 
Oh, you mean like a bunch of the nudity? That also, yeah. Because like yeah. Uh, Corbin was all like, hey, we need more nudity. We need more blood. Let's do this, y'all. Yeah, and Barbara Peters, the director, well, one of the directors, because they actually got a second entire unit to make this second part of the movie or whatever, the Corman cut, as we'll call it. Yeah. Um, he, he literally like just went ahead, hired a new crew, hired another director, uncredited Jimmy T. Murakami. I already say his last name. And they edited like all these extra scenes. Now, here's the thing. Peters did not even know these film like these were added yeah. to the film till the opening night and fucking threw a shit fit like what the fuck is this? <laughs> and her being an activist and all, she was not all about it. So actually Corman actually was like, Hey, you want your name taken off the movie? That's fine by me. But guess what? You're going to pay for all that editing out. And <laughs> she, she was like, no, whatever. But honestly, it seems like years later, she's like, okay with it. Well, like the main uh, actress also had a big problem with like the, I guess the uh, Corman cut, as, as we would call it. Uh, uh, the, the one that played the, the guy's wife? Yeah. I, I, I forgot the actress's name. It's like Lisa something. Yeah. Lisa Glazer or something? Oh, yeah. Well, I was going to say, when we get to her scene, I actually had a little factoid. <laughs> mm. <sighs> but, yeah. Um, so, so, I guess... Okay. I mean, after this scene, it's, I guess, where the kills, like start and i mean i think you, you i remember you saying that this movie had a bunch of like had a couple like slow parts or whatever uh i felt like they were necessary because i mean the movie's already short enough as it is but it's yeah. well like i again like i don't know how much i per se said but um <laughs> <laughs> like it's it was it's one of those movies because because I did mention, it, it reminds me of like those like fifties and sixties uh, monster movies that you always have to put these kind of slower uh, sci-fi explanation parts in it with a, you know like the scientists explaining like what's going on, like how is this happening, you know? Um, oh, I mean, at least she got straight to the point when she said her shit. I mean, sometimes yeah. they'll just drag it on for like forever and ever. But I thought the pacing to this point was actually pretty good. As mentioned before, uh, I ain't, I'm not gonna lie. Watching uh, what was the dog's name? Oh, I I I forgot the dog's name. Yeah, but uh, he got it bad. It's like usually you know you like the yeah. first kill is the kid. Then you you get like. You get kind of like that Jaws feeling where, like, kid gets dragged underwater and you see the blood and everything. So you're thinking, okay, it's going to be one of those. And then usually when you watch horror movies, kids and animals are kind of, like, off the table for the most part, especially, like, in this day and age. But this movie here uh, was so kind enough to see, let you see about five or seven seconds of this dog being massacred by one of these humanoids. It's like... 
Jesus fucking shit, it's the 80s. I forgot. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the uh, movie came out in 1980. It was recorded in 1979. Oh, by the way, what the fuck, dude? 1979, it was filmed between October through December. <laughs> I don't know what that uh, means about 79, but... <laughs> no, I mean, the fact is, October through December? Really? Okay, have, did you, have you even noticed this entire film... All the men have jackets and they're all nice and warm and all the girls are in swimsuits. <laughs> Did you even bother to pay attention to that fact? I guess I didn't like really <laughs> notice that. Uh, I saw it because, you know, I mean, we've already kind of like mentioned it. Uh, Corman, I love him, but he is a bit of a sleaze. So... I was just taking it as just a Corman film, you know, <laughs> it's kind of like he just says women dress up in like bathing suits and like the guys are just whatever they're wearing. Yeah, dude, it's like there's even one scene later on just to mention, not saying it yet, but it's like so the three people are on the boat. She's all dressed up, and then they're like, let's go to the island. All right, everybody's still snuggled up and everything. And then she goes into a one piece. It's like. <laughs> really? Really? <laughs> Actually, going back to that first attack I was talking about on the ocean, uh, I believe that's the one where the uh, actress was, the water was so cold that the actress, like her lips kept turning blue during the uh, the shooting of that scene. So, like, I've even, like, tried to pinpoint it. And it's like you can tell there's points where her lips are pinker than they are normal, than other like little cutscenes in that scene right. itself. It's like okay, this okay, I can see. I guess it's the scene they were talking about. So yeah, it's. I know that the, a similar thing happened on Friday the Thirteenth Part Three. It was hmm. where like um, a girl was like out in like the lake it was super cold uh and and the actor that played jason like felt really bad and sorry for her that like she had to had to do the scene that he got mad at the director which i forgot the director's name and i forgot the jason actor's name and i forgot the actress's act uh, name so Oh, nice. But, um... Oh! I don't think we mentioned this. Um, so, like, Leo showed me his, like, Calibri's, um, koozie. Uh, coincidentally... Bobby Calabrese, I think it was Saturday, posted on his Facebook a clip from this movie. Like a oh, photo. really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, because I don't know. I don't know if you are friends with with uh, Bobby, but like almost every day he puts these random photos from like movies. And it's always like some weird makeup type monster. Uh, 
Mm. Once they was like, oh, what a coinky dink, because we, because we just talked about that. That's crazy, coinky dink. Next episode. Mm. We're having a lot of coinky dinks lately. We really do. Alrighty, so back to the phone. So like I was saying, Mister Doctor Books, Mister Doctor Shot. Like, I'm not gonna lie to you, uh, people listening. It's a bit weird to kind of start this movie halfway when you kind of forget what you were talking about, like, like before. I mean, but it's also kind of hard to redo the episode as we've done before. Yeah, like I, I did not want to re-record it totally. I'm just gonna like edit it down to whatever sounds the best, and we'll tack on this part. Oh yeah, of course. I mean, right off the bat, yeah, man, Chris is sleeping, man, sleeping. <laughs> Oh man! Honestly, after that, I just kind of started talking the whole way through. <laughs> man, all right. So let's get back to the film, I guess. Okay. All right. So, like I said, there was a certain scene in this film that had involved the tent, and oh man, it's like this dude turning on this hot chick. Nice rag, by the way. Uh oh, should we give a nomination for this movie's uh the Tata Award? Because <laughs> those were some nice tatas. I, I, I said nomination. Care. I say nomination. Because that's not the only pair in this movie. Oh no, it is not. I said my girl Becky's still like number one. That is Becky Foe. Wait, that's the tent one? Okay. Now we're talking about Becky. I forgot like the characters' names now. <laughs> oh look, Dude, even even like character. Joey says, mention Becky. Please make sure to mention Becky. <laughs> <laughs> you were texting me, telling me like I'm taking my notes with you. Please make sure we bring out Becky. That is true. That is true. Oh, yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> oh man, let me look at my actual notes to see if I. Oh, you finally took notes. Uh, well, well, not really, but just like see if I had anything to say. Oh, just about Peggy and Jerry. That's their names. Okay. Peggy was the one that that got. Uh, yeah, she was the first victim, the one that got pulled on the side. No worries. Uh, Jer- Jerry's the one that got killed. Dude, yeah. he, Jerry was the most useless person in this film. Period. Most Jerry's are. Most Jerry's are. I mean, do you remember when? Okay. This kind of takes back a little bit. Like you remember the scene where they had the the fight outside the um the town center when everybody's meeting these people from what what's that place called Nanco, um Kanko, whatever. Uh, like yeah. when you find out that they killed a uh, John's dog, and John like brings the dead dog yeah, to like, him uh, outside, like the the bar, or yeah, or like a little community event they were having. So yeah, like. Fucking Jerry opens the window because he's making out in the back seat of of this like tr- pickup truck or whatever. He opens this like little latch and he just gets punched in the face and that's it. That he's, what he used this guy in a movie like he couldn't fight. All he did was make out with a chick. I was like, thank God he died. 
<laughs> he's one of those useless characters like you're just here to die. Yeah. And and you have a handful of those type of characters in, like uh in this movie. Just uh what's it called walking body bags almost. Well soon to be yeah. Victims. Yeah. So yeah, I mean honestly Thank God. <laughs> That's all I gotta say about Jerry. Thank God. Yeah. But I I, I kinda didn't want the fucking <laughs> six. <laughs> Trying to remember four. Four two. Four four two. Four two. Trying... Boston two. What? Mm-hmm. Boston? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Oh, jeez. Because I thought you were like making a reference Mm-mm. to. <laughs> like, I was like, what? What is he? Why, why, why do you think I like pause in anger? <laughs> oh man! Oh, come on, Jesus Christ! What's the time? Uh, on the game? Because I stopped watching it. Yeah, there's second quarter, three minutes and eighteen seconds left. Alright. There's still time. There's still time. There's still time. Yeah. Even though Boston keeps missing all their damn shots. Well, like the thing with like both those teams is they're not they're they're not high scoring teams. So that's kind of a bad thing because like they can win just like one to zero. Um but it's not like the Avalanche and Golden Knights, where they can whatever score like instantly. So, but I still think Boston put at least one more goal in. But overtime, oh man, if they go into the OT, then well, no. it's gonna be tough. All right. So as we were saying, yeah. Oh man. So we go to the tent scene. Like I keep, I keep just mentioning it right off the bat. Who the fuck gets turned on by a puppet? Uh, apparently Becky. <laughs> like, I wonder what lines this guy used to like pick her <laughs> up. Like, you know what I mean? Like, how the how how the what the fuck did you say to get this far? <laughs> that, that that puppet thing was weird. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I mean, the moment he finally gonna get some another humanoid attacks. Yep. And uh, well, it seems like Becky was gonna make a an amazing run for it. He's pretty fucking fast, by the way. She was, and it was a bouncy town, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At least you know they they bounce in harmony, not just like. Guess that's true, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but as we were saying, she tripped over nothing in typical, typical fashion. Yeah. Especially at like this like time period of like horror movies. Yeah, but at least when you trip over nothing, you're tripping over in a forest or something. This was like 
an open <laughs> field of sand. Tripping over inside their house where like nothing in front of them sometimes. So true that, true that, true that, true that. <laughs> this pioneered it. This is like the eight nineteen eighty man. I feel like girls were doing that since like the sixties. And then they stopped in the nineties. Why? Because we knew it was a cliche at that point. Yep. Because you know, you know what they say: bitches be tripping over not a damn thing. <laughs> all right. So, all right. is that all you had to say about Becky? Because like you were now, like yeah. intent on like let's talk about Becky. So I'm like, all right. I thought you had like. A plethora of things to say yeah, about I Becky. Said, yeah, she's, she's just like super hot. Uh, I I think she is. Uh, I have I had a lot more to say on Saturday, but um, was it Saturday or was it Friday? Thank you. Yeah, I say it on Friday. Okay. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Friday. Um, but yeah, she's. I, I think she's top ten. Hottest horror victims ever. Maybe, maybe top five. Just in that scene alone, the top five. Yeah. Hmm. I see. Like this. This goes up to like, um, man. What's man? What's her? The girl from. Friday, part, part five. Her last name is Borges also. Like, the actress's name. Um, yeah, she's in that, the ranking. And she has, she's not in it for too, too long. Um, yeah. Hmm. So. Right. Let's go. Uh, let's see. So Johnny, Johnny is takes what's your face and what and what's his face and what's your face back to his place. Uh, I mean, there's also like this like little mini side story like about Kanko trying to buy up like all this like fishing land and like fishing water holes and all this stuff so they could um. Well, you find out later why purposely, but they're saying that they can get more jobs for the people and, you know, they can, like, help the community out. So, like, all the fishermen there are, like, are, are with it because apparently, like, their their fishing holes are, like, going dry. They're not even, like, able to get any fish or anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I was going to mention a bit... I didn't realize this was in the the Jaws ripoff category until really recently. I guess I didn't like uh, realize it, like and put like two and two together. But yeah, it's it's kind of the same thing, but it's humanoids, not sharks or a shark, you know, or piranha, or piranha. Yeah. Oh, actually, oh, yeah. Uh, the director of Piranha. Dante, yeah. 
He was supposed Joe to Dante direct. Was like offered to do this movie, but he turned it down. Yep, yep. You think it would have gone any different direction? Um, I kind of think so because, like, his his movies will like they're like the eighties. That's when like Joe Joe Dante kind of turned his style some. Mm-hmm. That's when he became a bit more family friendly, oh, like okay. like, like a Gremlins and stuff like that, mm. uh, and the Burbs and all that. The burbs. <laughs> uh. Side note. It, is it raining again? Not from not in my area. Uh, oh, so so I guess we're doing scene by scene for like this one, I guess. It works. Right. I mean, this one kind of works. Oh, yeah, so, it's, well, I mean, it's short. It's not like a short movie. It, I mean, it's not long, but. I mean, I am backtracking. I am going forward and I am backtracking. Yeah. Okay, as we were. Okay. So, there's an attack at Johnny's place. Um, I guess this is the first person who survives the attack, but nah, that attack really didn't have much to do anything with the movie. Let's talk about the car crash. Man. <laughs> One of the most <laughs> Again, Joey. Okay, hold on. <clears throat> and I quote Joey, please remind me about the car crash. <laughs> Whatever you do, please remind me to talk about the car crash. <laughs> that car crash is one of the <laughs> I would say top three car crashes in like cinema history. It's <laughs> ridiculous. Over the top, um, how, yeah, I don't know if you want to, like, present it first, Leo, then I'll kind of just gush over it more, or... I mean, what, to is, what is there to say, like, okay, first yeah, of all, a, if, a, 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 well, she, she's trying to make an escape on the truck, yeah. and so... She's driving down the highway, you know, minding her fucking business. I don't see the fact that you did not realize there's some heavy ass object on the top of your vehicle, by the way. (laughs) And by the looks of it, it just wasn't just one. (laughs) So you have the one on the top that slams through the window, like the top of the window. She, I mean, I guess anybody would slam the brakes. The humanoid goes forward and she tramples it. And and the and the weakest bump I've ever seen. Like these humanos look like gigantic, like fucking 
blo- like you know bloated looking things. And when she runs it over, it's like a <laughs> like not even like a bloom bloom. There's like a clip. <laughs> like what the fuck was that? <clears throat> Did she run over his leg or something? I if I remember correctly, it was something like that. It was like his leg or like his uh, leg thigh, something like that. But yeah. Who knows, bro? I was just laughing at that. And they saying, you know, we got the whole they're, apparently there's a second one. And he claws through the back window. And she... <laughs> I... Joey, finish it off, please. <laughs> I, don't, I, can't, I don't know what uh, else to say about this. Yeah, so like, uh, this was like on like one of those um, one of those like just uh, street Bridges. I don't know the actual name for them. Uh, just kind of like the bridge. one like on Texas Chainsaw Massacre too. Yeah, it kind of like that. Um, uh, so, so this humanoid, <laughs> he 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 basically like a uh, like claws him to like ripped his neck. Right, I think was it his neck that he ripped. It's been like a week since I've seen this movie now. No, I mean, all he does is like just like grab her on the face and everything. Like, he doesn't really rip anything. Like, okay. she just loses control and just. Yeah. So, like, yeah. So, like, the, the car falls off the bridge. And <laughs> there's a part that I love the most when this car hits the ground i mean it's it's like in probably like a maybe 100 feet drop but as soon as it hits the ground this vehicle just explodes (laughs) hey man maybe the humanoids are fucking explosive who the fuck knows (laughs) i love because that was like i know that that was like corbin probably said hey we need a car explosion in this movie. Put it in there. <laughs> is this where Michael Bay gets it from? Probably so. Michael, okay, Michael Bay is, is the current Roger Corman of like this like era. Uh, I never realized that, but yeah, they have a lot of similarities. <laughs> in the words of Joy, it's rough, it's a sleaze. It's <laughs> Hey, kind of was, but yeah. All, all right. right. So, man, dude, I honestly like it. Really, like when I saw that shit too, I was all like, "Is there f- like either this motherfucker is explosive? The truck was full of TNT, <laughs> or like I don't see. Re- I can like I can see it like slamming onto the ground, you know, like in real life." Slam to the ground. Maybe the gas falls out, and then you get an explosion. Yeah. No, this shit was like dead on. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, love it. That's one of my favorite moments in this movie. In a movie that I'm pretty sure earlier from the previous recording. I said that I love this movie, so. Yep. In which I mentioned that I was 
that I kept talking about it a year ago. Yep. And yeah, Leo was uh, correct. It's a good movie. Yeah. Well, after this, it's just really like a series of events that happen. Like they find Peggy. She's apparently been raped by these humanoids. So we get like an explanation of how maybe these things were created. Which, do you remember the explanation, by the way? Uh, So yeah, kind of. So like basically um, it was it was some type of like a fish that kind of evolved into this weird humanoid creature and now they want to mate with uh, humans you got most of it right but we'll go with that huh we'll roll with that though I mean that's like that's a basic thing basically Uh, yeah I know there's like a bit more to it, but I don't exactly remember it. Let's say it's been about a week since this movie. Yeah. And a lot has happened since that time. Yeah, so now we got the uh, the festival scene that comes up, which is the final scene okay. in the film, final attack. Hey, did you actually know that this film at a time, like it, this mention, movie always mentions that there's like maybe who knows about 30,000 of these things out there and there's like so many always coming on attacks but you can only see three at a time on screen I did see that like I saw that note uh, yeah they they only had one suit that was actually deemed worthy to be the main one okay. which, <laughs> yeah so okay I don't know if you noticed this but like there's always the one you see his face the other two are always kind of like they're always like done like sep like you know like at angles so you can't really like, tell them yeah. or whatever so what was I going to tell you so i know that there were i also read that they they had stunt people to actually be these humanoids but when they saw the suits they're like oh no <laughs> that's ridiculous and literally <laughs> like backed out of it like completely <laughs> So, so like they just hired like these random people just to fucking do it. Well, so from like the the main humanoid look, what do you think about it? Do you think it's good? I kind of like it. It's a bit silly, but I kind of think it's kind of cool looking. Yeah, I'm not like it's not that I'm hating that I'm not gonna hate on it. It's like I thought it was pretty decent for its time too, by the way. Well yeah. Yeah, like the only thing I just felt like it was too bulky at points. I... Like I don't know, for some reason I would picture something more you know, slender. But like this look just kinda like when they say, Oh, these things are seven feet tall and then they they're walking around next to somebody. That, it's like some dude just like, it's like, dude, I could probably slap this dude upside the head. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, eh, they could have probably. The look's not bad. Like, as you can see on my art here, 
Like they kind of do look like that. Maybe at points a little cheap, more cheaply made. Yeah. But it's it it it's it, it's for it's a movie of its time, it, and it it kind of it doesn't age so bad. I agree. Yeah. It it, it does not age as poorly as a lot of films from like nineteen eighty. Uh, So, yeah. yeah, yeah. With the the Salmon Festival, that's like this town's big thing. Um, uh, there's this. We have this like a uh, DJ guy who's who's kind of like hosting the whole thing. Um, like screaming Steve. Yeah, like his name's King something. Thing was like. I forget what it was, but it was uh, King something, and he has like like the salmon princess next to him, or or like whatever she's called, Miss Miss Salmon, whatever. Um, but she has a a pretty eventful moment that happens. Uh, hey, she proved that women are not just victims in movies. This is true. Yep, she has a one-on-one fight with the humanoid. She like the humanoid like takes her top off, <laughs> like uh, she like beats this boy with the rock a bit, you know. <laughs> then she like runs away. <laughs> but that... the whole time, <laughs> <laughs> that was like pretty good, you know. It was silly. It was dumb, but it was enjoyable. <laughs> so, how do you? Th- what do you think about this whole? I mean, at this point, it's just it. it really becomes an entire massacre. Oh yeah, it, they're it's just, just pretty like, much massacring anybody in their wake. Yeah. Um, I was yeah. gonna say, like, you got the point where they. Uh, how they defeat them? I thought it was um, kind of weak, or just kind of like like they're kind of rushing a uh, ending. I feel like they're rushing an ending. I feel that too. Mm-hmm. I feel that. Uh, yeah, it's and that happens a lot with horror movies in like general. Feels like. They don't know how to kill the uh, the villain in a lot of movies. Kinda... Well, I mean, I, I feel like this one was kind of hard to to make an ending because you usually have like when you have these kind of movies like Jaws, you only have one. Piranhas, you had a bunch of them. So this was like a mix of Jaws and Piranha, to be honest, like because you don't have just one humanoid. You don't have three like the movie keeps showing you over and over again. <laughs> It's literally supposed to be a bunch of them. Like, I love um, the one scene where that that group of guys just like <laughs> start beating down on the one humanoid. It was like like uh, ten guys, and they had like boards, like everything, and they just beat them down. Oh, like you in the hood. Yeah. <laughs> that was bad. 
mean, after that, I mean, it was John like capping away at every like dude, I, dude never ran out of fucking bullets. By the way, <laughs> like Charles Bronson is like fucking <laughs> just capping away at people. Never, never runs out of a damn bullet. But um, so one thing that I wanted to like mention, and I tried to like look this up, but but I didn't see any connection to it. But one of the last scenes, man, like the main girl, um, forgot her name. I cannot. Is remember. it the, the doctor? Yeah. I don't remember her name, but like she's like in her uh in her house or a like cabin and Oh no, that's not the doctor, dude. That's the that's the guy's wife. Alright. That's that Lisa character we were talking about that that was like her first movie where they asked her to get nude. Yeah. Cause uh, that's when her nude scene happened. But yeah. But it was like a very like kind of short nude scene. But um, oh, do you know any, you know something about that scene? I was going to mention like the music to this to this part. Okay, I don't know if you were going to mention the, music. the music. But, yeah. But yeah, so all right, so like yeah, um, the music in this like in these shots of her inside the house with like the humanoid kind of like kind of like attacking her or like whatever uh that i'm i, I want to say that is 100 percent the music used in the film nightmare on elm street part two and i what? tried to look it up uh yeah because like the the guy that made the music uh jason guy's last name now um he had no connection to that second nightmare film Mm. but you know that he actually wrote the song uh my heart will go on first of all he co-wrote my heart will go on second of all it is we are talking about my second all-time movie composer, Mr. James Horn. Hmm? He's your second favorite? Yeah. Who's your favorite? Uh, oh, shit. I just drew a blank. The guy who does Star Wars. Uh, William... John Williams. John Williams, yeah. I was saying, I know it's John. Yeah, he did, he did Superman too. <laughs> Indiana Jones. Jurassic Park. Jaws. Come on. Come on. No, but I, I love James's like rendition like on the on the Casper movie. Yeah, because I, I didn't realize that this, this guy had such a uh, vast background uh yeah he, he even did move like songs for like avatar yeah, uh, he, he's he, he's like jan like a james cameron's guy it seems oh yeah he Eric did the rocketeer like, amazing spider-man 
Aliens. But yeah, uh, but yeah, that that music in that scene, it is like that is the exact music from a film five years later, Nightmare Two. At first, I thought it was like from a Friday film. I was like, no, 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 this is not from that. This is from Freddy 2 or Nightmare 2. Yeah. You know, it actually took them like 14 days to make the entire soundtrack for this film. I saw that. And you could take it as like, that's like pretty good, or or you can take it as like, Oh man, they just were really kind of last minute about the. I mean, they were good songs though. They were. Like I'm surprised. Like there's one song like towards the beginning that sounds like all happy, like when they're taking off to the ocean and go get the fish or whatever. It's it's like so upbeat. Like I swear to God, if I was like, if I was a kid watching this movie for the first time, didn't even realize it's a horror movie, I'd probably sit there and go, "Oh man, it's like a kid's fucking movie." And then like that movie, that song literally turns like. 180 real quick into this grim like like feel and it's like oh okay what's gonna happen here like i'm i'm i was surprised like the music that it had yeah like, some uh, of it mm, could be your typical horror it's basic, songs, yeah, but, but, but uh, there, there were some some memorable did, yeah Corner did like a great job with the score, especially with just having like 14 days. Like you have to have those those basic kind of horror songs because you said 14 days. So like yeah. it's it's like if we had 14 days to make a, a punk rock album, half of that stuff is gonna sound typical, just kinda like, you know, three days. Joey, you and me, we'd be done in two, three days, we'd be drinking the rest of the time, just just editing. <laughs> This is true, probably, but <laughs> but half those songs will be typical sounding punk rock songs. <laughs> no one said it had to be a the greatest album of all time. I would think it would like be top five though. Let's <laughs> get. Are you serious? How how is like New York even scoring? That much. That's ridiculous. Wow. I'm shocked. Well, sorry, Leo, because, yeah, Boston can't come back from that. I mean, there's a chance, yes, but... (laughs) Yeah, I, I don't think it's happening. But game six, though. Game six. Um, so, as we were, I guess we're at the jury oh, ending. Oh, well, hold on, hold on. Oh. my! The one I had was, was talking about. So, the chick... The lady, Lisa, whatever her actress's name is. So she had her naked scene, which wasn't a naked scene. 
Corman actually decided to be like, hey, hey she's not going to do it. We'll hire some stunt titties. Stunt titties. We have not mentioned stunt titties in a while. So let's bring back the stunt titties. So in an interview on the Blu-ray and DVD, the actress actually talks about this. She was she's mentioning how that people would tell her like, oh, you know, you had a nice pair of rack, a nice rack on you. And what Corman actually did, he actually got a more uh, robust woman <laughs> to actually be. So everybody's like complimenting her for her, for her nice rack or silhouette of a rack. But yeah. it was never hers. <laughs> she was embarrassed and mad the first time she saw the premiere of this film, apparently. But because of the reception <laughs> of these stunt tits, she has now grown to love like the idea and the joke behind it. Yeah, because like, like when I watched this movie, um, I at one time didn't realize that the, that was her. I was like, oh, that's supposed to be the same character. She looked a bit different, you know. Oh, come on, man. We're men. She went from a B, uh, B26 to a C13. So, the uh, twist ending? Epic. <laughs> I guess it was epic. No, um, yeah, so um, yeah, the ending we have Peggy who's still alive, or at least a little bit. Um, See, I feel, I feel like this is where the doctor went because she disappeared from the whole festival thing. Yeah. Um, so Peggy's like giving birth. To a humanoid slash human. <laughs> uh, and it busts out of her like stomach. So, alien style. Alien style, yeah. Um, which was kind of cool. A bit silly. It was sitting up. Okay. It was uh, sitting up for a, a sequel that like never happened. They had planned one. Um, and they had it, like, written out and stuff like that, but, yeah, it never happened. Yeah, I mean, Joey, let's find this forbidden script and just do it. Yeah. Um, did you know? I, I will put up my house on mortgage to make this happen. <laughs> did you know that there was a uh, remake back in 1996? Like a straight to TV movie, right? Yeah, yeah. I've I heard. Um, I don't know where the hell it premiered on though, and I'm I'm actually curious to see what it. You know what? I'm curious. Should we? Should we? Should we I dive onto the internet and see if, how the fuck it looked? Not like you want. I don't know. If you want to watch a trailer? Maybe we can. Maybe we can. I feel like that's a 
that sounds like a uh, sci-fi film, but this was in 96. That was before sci-fi was making their own movies, if mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, so. Let's slightly react to this. Uh, so, to, for this episode of this podcast, we decided to uh, do the 1996 trailer. Uh, Joey, you were saying that they did use, like, old like, Yeah, they use, footage. like... They, yeah. They, how do they... What do they call that again? They, uh... Oh, well, like, uh, that's, um, what's it called? Oh, man. Uh, but yeah, that they, they reuse the exact same, oh, well, what's well, that stock footage, but they did use the, the, the footage from, like, the Salmon Festival for this movie some, and as you mm-hmm. saw in the trailer, because, like, this trailer part will be up on, uh, YouTube and also our Instagram page, so check it out. But yeah, you, you do see the same band, and you see like the same kind of uh, thing that kind of falls down, or like when they pop out of the ground. Yeah, and then like like apparently there's like twenty minutes worth of reused footage in this movie. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, this this movie, the '90s version. It, it looks really cheesy, 90s B-movie looking. Um, I hear that there's there's no gore in it, really. There's no titties. It is a made-for-TV movie. Um, so, like, I still kind of want to see it, but it's it looks like it's not going to be good. <laughs> I don't know, for some reason, like, I'd rather just not take the chance. <laughs> like, honestly, I saw that, and remember how we were talking about Michael Bay explosions and stuff? This yeah. movie seemed like it had way too many Michael Bay explosions in it. Like, things yeah. were blowing up left and right, and this, half of this trailer was an explosion. That is true. But that's how, like, that's why, like, I felt that it was, like, that cheesy 90s type thing. And, like, Michael Bay had a pretty cheesy 90s movie, Bad Boys, so, you know. I mean, at least he had Will Smith and Martin Lawrence. But that was a major motion picture. <laughs> well. So. We are. Let's, uh, get to our ratings for the original 1980. Film, humanoids from the deep. Unless you have something else to say about the film, Leo? Oh no, I actually want to hear your rating. <laughs> All right. So my my rating has stayed the, stayed the same um, as we sometimes do change our ratings. Um, mm-hmm. I'm at a solid eight. It's a really enjoyable film. It has that, like I said many times, um, has that 50s, 60s kind of sci-fi creature feature thing. Um, I love the titties, obviously. Um, and I, I, the gore was like really good. And the score was also pretty good, so... 
I give it a solid eight. What do you say, Mr. Leo? Well, since this is my second time watching it, the first time I watched it was last summer, too, by the way. So it's almost like a year that I watched it. Um, I've grown to like this movie more than I did the first time. Actually, when I watched it last year, I was like at an 8.5 on it. Now I'm like, I kind of feel like I already knew what I was expecting, but I don't know. I was, I felt like I was a little more surprised at what I was watching. You know what I mean? Like, I, I guess I picked up things I I felt like I probably missed the first time. Yeah. So I'm going to literally give this movie. You're right. Score loved it. Violence loved it. Tatas loved it. Um, story i didn't feel like i just felt like it i felt like it, it it just paced on right like honestly even at points i feel like like i would think back to any 50s creature feature and i don't mind explanations and all that stuff i i thought i was just i was actually happy that the explanation didn't take goddamn near fucking 15 20 minutes to explain what the hell's going on like everything was just straight to the point. Like it, it, there was so much going on in this film, but everything was straight to the point. That's what even Joey, you and me don't even do these episodes anymore where they're like we we experiment here and there. Like, but we did a scene by scene and we got straight to the point. Because <laughs> this is how this movie is. It's a straight to the point movie. That's why I felt like this this process could work for this movie. Yeah. So. I'm literally gonna give it a nine. It's to me, it's aged well. Also, that's like the beauty about it. It's it's one of those movies that yeah, it points. It can look kind of cheap, but whoa, hey, it is not as cheap as other things, and oh, has it's even aged better than even movies in the two thousands. So, one hundred percent. There you go. That's my response to that. A nine. Nine, pretty solid. Uh, okay, so. It's time for recommendations. You want to go first, Leo? I don't mind. Um, I'm actually going to recommend a comic book this time. But it's actually a comic book that kind of has the same concept of humanoids from the deep. Um, creature from the Black Lagoon. It's, it's pretty much like creatures that are living underwater that... Uh, you see that movie Underwater? Like, I have not, so, no. In the not near future, they are drilling in the Gulf of Mexico or somewhere. You know, why is everything always going to be in the Gulf of Mexico? I don't know. Leave the fucking Gulf of Mexico alone by the looks of it. That is true. (laughs) Yeah, but um, it's called The Wake. It's by Vertical Comics, which now would actually be considered Black Label from DC Comics. Um, It's written by Scott Snyder. And art by Sean Gordon Murphy. And Sean Murphy's also done work God for... Snyder? As in, like... Wait, never mind. Go on. <laughs> okay, it, it... Well, hold on here. This is the funny thing about it. All right. He is a Snyder. Um, Scott Snyder actually also wrote Justice League comic books. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he's actually... I, I actually fell in love with his work when I read a book called Witches. And he did Swamp Thing. I loved it. And his Batman run. Let's leave it at that. Um, but yeah, he was working on on just like a side comic book for 
Vertigo DC Comics, and it was the wake. So they drill the bottom of the ocean, and uh, they release these humanoid-looking creatures. And it actually, uh, it's a ten-issue miniseries, and it was actually the winner of the 2014 Eisner Award for Best Limited Series. Mm. It's a horror series. Um, a lot goes on in those ten issues, and pretty much it's the end of the world because of this <laughs> all right so it's 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 a really amazing read and like i said sean murphy's art is it's so good it's so dark it just blends in perfect if you can't find a copy of the director's cut for the um first issue i highly recommend it so yeah check check out uh scott snyder's the wake from vertical comics mm-hmm um, for me, I'm going to suggest a, a film that is not a horror exactly, but it is a, um, a, a cult movie. It's, it's horror adjacent kind of, I guess you would say. It is the 1995 film, The Doom Generation. Uh, it's Rose McGowan's breakout film. Uh, it's a indie film. Um, it's it's about these. It's this crazy story. I, I just love this movie. You have like this couple, Rose McGowan and her boyfriend, and this like guy that like, kind of joins them. And it's this crazy, wild sex ride of crime, and a lot of people get killed. It's a good one. Check it out. Uh, I don't think it's streaming anywhere currently without purchasing it, but it's really good. All right. All right, Leo. Where can people find you on the social medias? Uh, you can find me at xxleoxr2d2xx on Instagram. And as for me, you can find me at Nimrod Horror on the Instagram. And as I always do, you just still trying to like promote that slasher uh, social media thing. I'm at Joey Ban. Yeah. Um, almost forgot which username. Um, but yeah. Also, oh, also, which I haven't mentioned this in a few episodes now, but if you are a fan of teen dramas, even though we have not talked about teen dramas in like three episodes, uh, check out my other podcast, Thirty Year Thirty Year Old Teenager Podcast. It's on the same platforms as we are, um, and. Oh, don't forget to check us on. I feel like you can honestly say it's like a a Nimrod Productions. (laughs) It basically is. And uh, Leo, join us for our My Ducks two parter. Um, Oh, it's going to be a three parter. Well, yeah, I guess it's going to be like a three parter. Um, But so far, the first part's out. So check that out. Um, 
But for the entire podcast, find us at Nimrod Horror Podcast. One word on the Instagram, Facebook, uh, also YouTube. And yeah, just as we close out, next week we are doing what should be probably the best episode ever. We will be going over the film Super Mario Brothers, where Jimmy will be joining us again. And Vincent. And, uh, yeah, that's going to be... We'll be talking about the original cut and the newly released director cut, so. And, like, all the chaos that happened during that filming. So, I'm Joey, and that's Leo. Kind of getting happier as the night goes progresses. Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man.